Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hotel in beautiful Mission Valley, San Diego, where the San Diego County Republican Party is hosting the second gubernatorial forum for the Republican candidates for governor, looking to take over the reins for Gavin Mussolini, as I call him, after a successful recall. Happy Flag Day for all of you guys who know that today is Flag Day, as well as happy birthday to number 45, President Trump. Okay, now the last forum here in San Diego with the Republican Party were Former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner, Cong- former Congressman Doug Osei, businessman John Cox, and small business owner Marsha Williams. So then tonight we have businesswoman Jenny Ray LaRue, restaurateur Joseph Luciano, pastor and community leader Sarah Stevens, businessman entrepreneur Anthony Tremino, and Olympic champion TV personality and speaker Caitlyn Jenner. Um, so here's how it's going to work. Tonight, uh, b- before the show, I decided that with limited time with each of the candidates, what I'm going to try to do is make it be most beneficial for the listeners and the voters. And um, I think we can stipulate that most Republicans, conservatives are for lower taxation, lower regulation. What really what we need to get engaged in is the economic issues surrounding the cultural Marxist movement that seeks to transform us from a constitutional republic to one that is an economic system of, well, I'm going to say the C word, communistic system. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to center my questions around the cultural Marxist movement. And first up, we have Joseph Luciano, restaurateur. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you, Andrea. Well, you too. And first of all, I want to say thank you for running for office because that's not an easy thing to do, especially when you're a Republican, a conservative in this cancel culture. And you, being a restaurateur, you know more than anybody the damage that was done to, by Gavin, uh, Gavin, mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom with the businesses here in California. Tell everybody why you're running and what you would do as governor and why you're qualified. I appreciate that. Thank you. I am running to take on the corruption in our state capitol. No if ands, or buts about it. I had a restaurant in 2020 during March of 2020 that was shut down. I was also working as a producer at... Uh, the Daily Ledger at One American News Network for Graham Ledger at the time. And I had a, a front row seat for what was coming down the pipe. And as, as soon as that shutdown happened, I knew that it wasn't going to be 15 days to slow the spread. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had to get my hands dirty and do battle with the Capitol. So I figured out how to do it. And I, I took a look at Florida and I took a look at California and I realized that it really came down. The difference really came down to one person. Ron DeSantis is a patriot. Mm-hmm. And he's doing his job standing for the First, the Second, and the Fifth Amendment. Gavin Newsom is a tyrant, and he's destroying the Constitution, and that's really what it comes down to. So 
I'm, I'm attacking his seat. Oh, well, good. Now, give me some specifics in terms of, um, you're right, he's a tyrant. Yes. Um, and, and I think it's clear that these shutdowns were never about data or about science. They were, And he's bragged about how he's got the state on a dimmer switch, and he's able to get agenda items through that he was never able to get through before. And whether we're talking about the coronavirus sh- uh, shutdowns and lockdowns, seizures of our businesses, our jobs, whether we're talking about critical race theory, the LBGTQ agenda in our schools, the open borders, it's all about transforming us from a free republic to a centralized system of power. What are you going to do about each of these areas? I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I think right now they're trying to push to push us to collapse, essentially, into a, a stronger authority. Yeah. I'm worried that all roads lead to the U.N., personally. Yeah. Um, I, I see these shutdowns that happened with COVID-19, and I personally think that, you know, we keep seeing this goalpost move back. We keep seeing... Uh, you know, the restrictions for mass uh, continue to be put on us. We keep seeing the emergency how- powers being held by Gavin Newsom, and I think that's because he, n- he plans to never really give it back. He would like to roll this right on over into the climate change uh, disaster mm-hmm. that they have planned for us, and it's a matter of time before, before these masks are called carbon filters, and we're every- the whole world is going to be at battle with climate change instead of COVID-19. Will you ban vaccine passports? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's a HIPAA violation. Okay. Um, what will you do in terms of uh, critical race theory in our schools? And and part of part of the critical race theory is is not just the teaching of that and the indoctrination, but then it's the economic policies that come from it. Universal income. Uh, Gavin Newsom has signed on to for reparations in this state. Um, what would you do to stop that that aspect and that movement in our state? I love everything you're saying. I just want to say that real quick. I I've studied the Hitler Youth for a long time. I studied that whole movement. That, that were the, essentially the socialists and the mm-hmm. Nazis fighting that, that led us to World War II. And I, you're absolutely right. Uh, we're, we're having our, our children turned against us right now the same way that the Hitler Youth did it. We're having our uh, businesses being uh, pushed into a state of socialism, of needing to take handouts from the state so that the state can own the means of production, just the same way as we saw in the, uh, in, frankly, the fascist and the communist communities. Uh, that is what I'm here to stand against. I, I appreciate that very much. You founded the Constitutionalist Foundation. Yes. What does that mean and um, what will you do uh, for our, to preserve our Constitution? One minute. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I did found the Constitutionalist Organization. I did that as soon as I decided to leave OAN and focus on uh, my, po- my personal politics. Uh, I rolled that into my campaign for governor. I, I saw that nonprofit organizations are, are really just another part of the problem. They only have to take 1% of what the, everything that they're given to put towards their cause, and I, I wasn't here to just add another carrot into the race of chasing carrots. So I'm, I felt it was more important to focus on the race for governor right now. We've lost, last question, we've lost a third of our restaurants in California are, are permanently gone. You're a restaurateur. Yes. Um, what, what do you think we can do to restore small business, including restaurants in California? It's going to be very difficult because the world has changed right now. The, the 5G satellite went up in March of 2020, the same times that the shutdowns happened, and that caused a, a completely different world. I could spend an hour talking about that. But if we want to help restaurants survive right now, we have to give them their dining room back full capacity. We have to let them keep their patios full capacity. We have to let them keep... Uh, the alcohol to go and the the special uh, things that we gave them during the 2020 shutdown. 
Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Hope to have you back on, on the Andrew K. Show. Thank you. So I, I would love to be there. Tell Thank everybody you. quickly how they can uh, support your campaign. JosephLuciano.com. Please consider donating at JosephLuciano.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. And what was the name of your restaurant real quick? Are y'all still Crush, crushed? Crush. Solana Beach. All right. I'll have to go by there. Have a little snack. No sponsorship involved in that. Uh, next up, we've got Anthony Tremino, who's with us. And I think Anthony's all the way down here to San Diego from L.A. Is that right, Anthony Tremino? Orange County. Orange County. Okay, that's not that not far. Not too bad. About an hour, ten minutes. Okay. Although the traffic is so bad in Orange County, it can take that long to get here. Well, it's worse in L.A. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, um, I... I Reading about you, I love that you are, I think, the grandchild of immigrants here that have come into America from, from, Cuba. Cu from Cuba. And that spoke to me because, as you can see, the theme of tonight's show is the culture Marxist um, revolution that I think is taking place, the movement mm -hmm. in this country. Is that one of the reasons why you ran? A hundred percent. My grandfather came to America for the promise of a better life. He would be rolling over in his grave right now if he saw that the country he ran to is starting to look more and more like the country he ran from. And if you think about it, um, I visited Cuba over seven, eight times over the last three years. When you think about a place that has full control over the media, control over education, control over businesses, has shut down churches, I mean, think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, are we describing Cuba or California? It's too similar. It needs to change. Yeah, in fact, I think I saw an interview with a gal from NOCO, uh, North Korea, who said she came out of one of our Ivy League schools and said that our propaganda and our media is worse here, in her opinion, than even in North Korea. So let's get into some specifics. Well, first of all, I, I failed to ask you your background, based, uh, professionally versus just being Cuban sure, immigrant. Sure. I, I started a company 20 years ago in a small little 200-square-foot office in Downey, California. Built it up over the last 20 years. Uh, to what Inc. Magazine just named as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Wow. Two years running, one of those years being 2020, the height of the pandemic. So um, I'm in advertising and marketing. I work with Fortune 500 companies as well as startups. And uh, I know what it's like to be successful, but I know what it's like to have humble beginnings because we started with nothing. And we built this company up with sweat equity over the last 20 years. Well, we need, we need more of that, and we need more of you. And if this country continues going down it, this, the Marxist road, it's not going to be that. We're, we're not going to have an environment that's business-friendly, and we're, we're not going to have – we're going to have people – right now we've got a problem in California where people don't want to work because they're getting paid more to stay home. I heard you talking about restaurants a little while ago, and one of the biggest problems for restaurants right now is they cannot get people back to work. Mm -hmm. People are incentivized to stay home, especially the minority community. Mm -hmm. We need to get the minority community – off being dependent on the government. The government is basically set up to cause minority communities to be dependent on the government because if you're dependent on the government, you're not going to slap the hand that feeds you, right? Well, right. That's what the open borders are all mm -hmm. about. That's what critical race theory is all about. It's about telling minority communities it's so abusive, telling them that the country is so so um, hateful that they don't have any opportunity mm -hmm. to achieve anything on their own. So they have to depend on the government and, and depend on entitlement programs and not have any ambitions or hard work or believe that they can make it up upon their own skills. So I'm a minority, right? My grandfather came to the United States not speaking any English, not a penny in his pocket, started a small business in Los Angeles, California, South Central LA, still exists today. My father runs that business. Um, I started a business here in California because I believed that I could achieve anything. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea and notion that we cannot achieve anything is it's just that propaganda that gets mm -hmm. perpetuated generation after generation and we need strong 
minority leaders to step up and show the minority communities that it can be done and it mm -hmm. should be done. But it's also about stepping up and being bold enough to speak out against things that um, you're not allowed to say, that if you want to enforce immigration laws that you hate brown people, and if you, mm -hmm. if you don't want to support critical race theory, you're a white supremacist, and if you don't support LBGTQ, you know, you're not being inclusive and you're not taking care of children. How would you, as a, as a minority and business leader, speak against and push back against those issues? Well, the problem is that the Republican Party continues to send sheep into the snake pit. We need to send lions, people who are willing to have those difficult conversations that better reflect and represent California. My whole story, I, I am what makes California great. I'm a melting pot. My mother's Mexican. My father's Cuban. Um, and so, you know, that me being able to talk on those topics and, and share uh, a difference of opinion and stand up, it's the messenger. It's the package that the mm -hmm. message comes from oftentimes. And so I'm going to bring um, a very powerful message in a package that people are not anticipating. Well, I think that um, it, it sounds like what you're talking about is kind of the style of a DeSantis, right? And I think that people mm -hmm. are loving what he's doing in, in Florida. I mean, if we could do like that wife swap TV show, if we could do a governor <laughs> swap, right? Bring DeSantis here. He's he's fear, he's fearless. He's fearless. He's courageous. He's willing to sign his name to, to ban vaccine passports, reopen without masks. Um, he's willing to ban, um, you know, uh, LBGT, you know, Q. And, and what I want to say is we, we need to get better messaging as conservatives on those mm -hmm. issues because it doesn't mean we hate anybody. It 100%. Means we, it means we stand for what this country was founded on, right? Um, that's, that's what America First is all about. Um, what's the one conservative cause? If you had to pick one that you would push for in 30 seconds we have left. It's three. My be? entire platform is based on faith, family, and our freedom. And that's what I'm going to fight for. California has lost its soul, and we need to refocus and recalibrate back on faith, family, and freedom. How can people get a hold of you and your campaign? AnthonyTremino.com. That's T-R-I-M-I-N-O. AnthonyTremino.com. All right. Thank you so much thank for you. being here. All right. Now, stay tuned. We're going to take a tiny little break, but more when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The Answer. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Coming at you live from the Town and Country Second Gubernatorial Forum here. You know, we had the first forum uh, a little while back. Uh, tonight's very special, though, because we've got uh, a true celebrity who's thrown her hat in the ring here. And, of course, you guys know I'm talking about Caitlyn Jenner, Olympic champion, uh, television personality, activist, and motivational speaker. And she joins me now on the show. Hi, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be with you. Well, thank you. You know, I was telling you before the show that you caught a f some flack the past couple of days because people were saying you were only doing national shows and you weren't talking to anybody locally. And yet here you are. You're in San Diego and you're on a local show. So I'm grateful to have you here. Well, thank you. Actually, all day long, uh, I've talked to some of uh, the homeowners or some of the business owners here in, in um, Southern California that have been devastated mm -hmm. by Gavin Newsom and how they've destroyed this economy. And so I had an opportunity to talk to them, one other TV show, I come do this, now I speak to the Republicans tonight, mm -hmm. and then hop in the car and drive back uh, north. Okay, well, um, 
got to get into some questions here. And, you know, I'm at, by the way, I'm asking everybody, all the candidates, pretty much the same questions. I might modify them a little bit, but I think that provides the best answers and illuminates the differences with the candidates, right. although you're special. So, oh, well, well, thank you. I have to say that because, um, you. you know, you have such name recognition. Um, but I, I put it out on the socials today. If you had the opportunity and the, and the honor to, in, to interview Caitlyn Jenner, what would you ask? Yeah, what would you? And the leading question was, and I want to make sure I get it right, um, that obviously your career is storied and your name recognition is envied, but what specific qualifications do you have to be top exec of the fifth largest economy in the world? Here's how I feel about it. I am an outsider. I have always run as a Republican. Why? But I'm not your typical Republican. I am what I call an inclusive Republican. And I think that's what the Republican Party needs. The reason I've always been on the conservative side, because I have conservative economic values. Mm -hmm. I believe in lower taxes, less regulations, and a pro-business environment. We have lost that in California over the last 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. um, 18,000 companies have left California. Mm -hmm. People are leaving. We lost a congressional seat. The list goes on and on and on how, honestly, this what has become a socialist government, one-party mm -hmm. system in Sacramento has destroyed this state. I come in as an outsider. I don't know one favor to one person mm -hmm. in Sacramento, to mm -hmm. one special interest group. I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I come in with a free slate. And in doing that, um, I can restore California. Um, California needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. um, we cannot continue to have an economic system that is getting worse and worse. We keep losing people, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a shame. So from my standpoint, I come in with the best qualifications. I'm not the one who gave us, as you call an insider, 13.3% personal income tax. Right. I didn't write 21.2 million words of regulations. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't do all of that. That's all what they did. My job would be come in as an outsider to fix it. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes left. So, you know, with that being said, I mean, uh, uh, you talk about being inclusive, but we actually had in the last recall, we had a celebrity who said he was so... Oh, really? Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> actually, he was my first phone call when I was, uh, was really he? seriously thinking about it. We've known well, each other for since 75. Right. Well, and he he ran on the platform of being socially liberal and fiscally conservative and what we found was is that that it didn't work. It was a disaster because so much of you mentioned the socialist policies. So much of of what's the agenda is of the left is a Marxist ideology mm. that's economic at its core, and it involves the, the way that they're trying to push that agenda and get it over on us is through a cultural Marxist movement, through teaching critical race theory in our schools, which teaches that America is systemically racist, and therefore we have to have economic programs like universal income, reparations, oh, yeah, 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 reparations, yeah. Yeah. as well as um, you know the open borders and immigration. So how, how do you answer? I am uh, and, and we have to tackle those. We as conservatives- I am a patriot. Okay. I love this country. Mm -hmm. My dad landed on Omaha Beach, first boat's on, and 364 guys in his division, he was a fifth mm -hmm. ranger battalion, 60 came back alive. That's they a hero. They fought for our freedom. And today on Flag Day, that's I can, that's I can amazing. fight for our freedom here in California. But, but let's I get I went in. up. What? Well, I was just going to, I'm so... I want to I be understand. respectful of your time. So will you, and these are specific questions for my listeners, will you ban uh, CRT, critical race theory, in the schools? Oh, yes, I will okay. ban critical. Uh, I want to put the 
child's education back in the hands of the parents. Good. Uh, okay. I will go this way. I went in 1976 up against the Soviet Union when I was competing, the biggest athletic machine in the world, yeah, and I won. This time, I'm going to go up against the teachers' union and win for your kids. We have to do that. We have to get, get back to our values mm -hmm. and about who we are as a country and as a state. There is one aspect of the schools that I feel like, and I'm going to get into this with all the candidates, and I didn't expect to have so many people standing around when I, I shared this, but um, LBGTQ in our schools. Let me tell you where I'm coming from, and I've got a question for you, Caitlin. I was that kid. I was the kid that thought a mistake had been made, and I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. Right. And this was my entire childhood. I tried to convince my parents to na uh, name me Daniel and to change my name. And my parents chose to ignore it, not pushing me in any direction, but they allowed me to grow and get through puberty. And like 90%, you know, I, I you know, re-embraced my gender of my birth, and now I'm Andrea. And I'm concerned with the push in the schools and in our society to not allow kids like me to at least go through puberty, to put them on puberty blockers and surgeries. And, you know, I... And I think that we need to look out for our kids. As an this, adult, this, people can do whatever they want to do. In the little do. bit of time we have left, this is how I feel about this. Okay. I was watching an interview not too long ago um, with the governor of uh, Arkansas, and he had just uh, vetoed a bill that the state was trying to put through, and a lot of states have tried mm -hmm. to put this through, that you cannot have hormones, gender reassignment surgery, any of that, until you're 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I 100% disagree with that okay that decision is not a bureaucrat sitting behind a desk in Sacramento okay. that is an answer that is a question that the parents okay. and the doctor and the child are going to deal with the best way they can but you agree we that parents should be involved because the parents in schools, are 100% okay. involved okay because in a lot of places the schools they're teaching parents going around parents uh, that is okay. that does not that does okay. not work for me the parents okay. the parents are in control okay and um, uh, yeah i totally totally support that okay yeah. um Gavin Newsom, one of the reasons why he's being recalled mainly is because of his handling uh, uh, on the coronavirus. He, he um, third of restaurants have been destroyed, industries destroyed. He's still not, he promised to um, let us get back to normal tomorrow on the 15th. Now he's c come up with a vaccination. Um, uh, he says yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a passport. Yeah, yeah. Talk about reopening. Will you reopen? What, you what are you going to do uh, with these he mandates? Won't, right now, uh, it was decided by OSHA that uh, they're going to keep the state of emergency in place, meaning Gavin Newsom could do anything he wants. I don't right. even know if he's going to open up the schools. I don't either. Yeah, you don't even know no. if he's going to do that. But I look at it this way, then his dealing of uh, the virus. Um, he wasn't for the people. He was for the elites. Right. He wasn't for the kids. He was for the unions. He wasn't for the workers. He was for himself. He shut us down mm -hmm. while he lived it up at the French That's line. Right. That's it right. is absolute hypocrisy. Gavin Newsom has to go. Thank you. Uh, you met with last question. I know you've got to get going. You met with business owners today. Um, what are you going to do for small businesses to get them back reopen? Oh, let last me tell question. you. I've been asked. Do I want to keep it a sanctuary state or sanctuary cities? Mine is I want to make a sanctuary state for small businesses. We need small businesses. It is, it is a, a shame that 33% mm -hmm. of all restaurants have closed and are not reopening. 
It didn't have to be that way. No, it didn't. It just certainly didn't. He didn't care about the economy. Gavin Newsom cared about his special interest. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's going to pay for it. He will. And vote yes. And we how call can, Gavin Newsom on number one. And tell him where to go to, um, to support your campaign. You got it. Tell it's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Caitlin You are listening to the Andrea K. Show live from the Town and Country Hotel where the Cindy Republican Party is hosting the second gubernatorial forum. You have heard so far from Caitlyn Jenner and Joseph Luciano and Anthony, Anthony Tremino. And now we've got pastor and community leader Sarah Stevens who joins us. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, so glad to have you here. Before the break, I was, I was asking her if she was nervous because, I mean, there's, this, is like, this is like the Swifty Lazar parties at, at the old Academy Awards. You're too, too young to know about that reference. But this is like a major event, and here you are. Um, throwing your hat in the ring for, to be governor for the fifth largest economy in the world. Why do that? Why do that? Yeah. I feel like it's not an option for me. This is the only time to take back freedom, and I have to go all in for saving the state. You know, when I went to your website, Make California Gold Again, right, um, you said that you're running as a Republican, but the title means nothing and life means everything. What does that mean? What that means to me is, to be honest with you, especially after last year, it looks like both sides, Democrats and Republicans, unfortunately, more often than not, it seems like a lot of people are sold out. They care more about special interest groups. So I tell everyone that I'm a Christian and I'm a conservative, and that's what I hold to. As a conservative, as I am, um, one of the things that many conservatives are worried about, not, you know what, not even conservatives. I think when it comes to this recall, uh, it, of which Democrats and independents and Republicans joined in. And it wasn't even just in part over the economic issues with the shutdown. It also does involve issues like critical race theory in our schools, the LBGTQ and other indoctrination going on in our schools, uh, seeing the divisions being fostered, you know, amongst Americans and hate, right, as well as uh, the open borders. What Let's get into some specifics on policies. And I'm asking everybody pretty much these same questions because every American, I think, out there, at least most Americans, the ones that I talk to, are equally concerned about those issues because they see them tied, right, to our economy. And then it's all, and they see our country being faded away and transformed into something that they don't recognize. Absolutely. That is exactly what's happening. So what would you do? Let's, um, when it comes to reopening California... Would you ban vaccine passports? Would you ban mask mandates? What would you do there? Yeah, I believe that one, the number one reason why we're in the situation that we're in right now in California, the economic crisis that we've been in, everything that's going on with the schools, and it's all immigration. It's all related to the shutdown. So what we have to do is make California gold again. We have to make California financially prosperous. So how are we going to do that? We need to fully open our economy right now. Many people may not know this, but the county boards of supervisors are still coming after business owners as we speak. They're still giving them cease and desist. They're still giving them fines. They're still giving them lawsuits. California's not open right now by any way, shape, or form. So we need to make drop all of this on every small business owner in California. We need to help small business owners come back to life. 
And when we fully reopen the economy and people can be free again, that's when we're going to start to see everything else start to shift. What's your definition of reopen? Because my definition of reopen is no mask mandates, no six-foot distancing requirements, no, no capacity limits, no telling churches they can't sing. That's a church, not a business. Um, would you do like Governor DeSantis and ban the, any of those mandates as well as ban a vaccination requirement? Right. So I think at the end of the day, what do we always have to do? We have to go back to our founding fathers. We have to go back to the Constitution. Does the Constitution mention anywhere about having to wear a mask? Does it mention having to be vaccinated? Does it mention that we need to close small businesses, quote unquote, because of a pandemic? Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that COVID-19 has a huge 90, I think it's 99.6% heal rate. Right. So shutting down the economy isn't going to be helping. Now, not only are we dealing with health issues, we're dealing with financial issues, mental health issues. Why do we have 175,000 homeless people on the street? Mm -hmm. It's not just because of the businesses being closed. It's because now people are hopeless. They're hopeless. Right. They're depressed. They don't have any more answers. They think that California has already <laughs> gone down the tubes and there's no hope. So that's why people are committing suicide. That's why the child suicide rate is up 400%. And so I'm drawing that line in the sand and I'm saying no more. Enough mm -hmm. is enough. You see tyranny existing and thriving. That's not what America was founded on. We were founded on freedom. We have to take a stand against the mass, against the vaccine. It's time for us to be free. I, I never signed up to live in an America where people were going to control every aspect of my life. What, what, would, what do you say to people who would say, well, you know, you're, you sound amazing, but what executive experience do you have to take on this job? So what I would respond to that is, so, we, so a polished politician's got us where we're at right now in California. Do we need another polished politician or do we need someone that has a track record of fighting for other people? I have a track record. I have life experience for getting homeless off the street, helping marriages, helping families. My husband and I have been pastors for years. All we've been doing is helping veterans, going to bat for people. We know how to solve these issues. My husband served 13 years with the United States Air Force, fighting in Iraq, fighting for freedom. We know what the price of freedom is. We are willing to pay that price, whatever it is, whatever it costs. Well, thank him for his service, and you as well. I know that fam families are a part of a part of that service as well. I'm the daughter of two Marines, and so thank on this you. flag day, thank you for that. Tell everybody how they can support your campaign. Yes, please join our movement. We have a movement that's growing right now. Our vision is two million volunteers across the state. We want to win by a landslide. Seven million votes will take back the state. Go to our website, makecaliforniagoldagain.com volunteer, be a part of the movement, guess what? We're going to take back this state and we're going to make it more beautiful than it's ever been before. God bless you for running for office. It's not an easy thing to do. And thank you all for being here. Stay tuned. We've got more Andrea K. Show and more candidates coming up. Don't go away. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. <laughs> You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show live from the town and country where we are having the second gubernatorial forum. I am just having the best time tonight meeting all these amazing patriots that have decided to run for office, which is so grueling. I thought sorority rush was grueling back in my day. I mean, that was nothing compared to this. And we southern sorority girls can be mean. 
Um, our last candidate of the night is Jenny Ray LaRue, and I guess that's why I'm thinking my Cajun roots, because Rue, because we start every meal with a Rue. People have been asking me, this Jenny Ray LaRue coming on the show, who is she? Where'd she get that cool last name, and what's her story? Hi, Jenny Ray LaRue. It's so good to be here. I have a double first and a double last name, so the double first name's my fault. The double last is my husband's fault. <laughs> I'm married to a rugged South African, a former rugby player, and an ex-military guy. Oh, wow. And so that's where I got my great last name. What a combination. So why run for governor? I have three kids. And up until last year, I thought my full civic duty was to vote. Mm. But when the school lockdowns happened, I started to look at what Gavin Newsom was doing mm-hmm. in the state. And I'm a data analyst. I formerly worked at Bain & Company. Okay. And so I sat down and I developed an alternative data model for the state of California. I believe that we could have been open just like Florida and Texas were. Mm-hmm. And that opened my eyes to the mismanagement that was happening at the state level. So mm-hmm. I did the second thing, I downloaded the budget of the state of California. And I started to look at what the problems were at the state level and convinced that we have a potential that is unrealized in the mm-hmm. state. And I started to say, somebody should do something about it. Absolutely. So what would you do specifically? I think you're the first one that's like truly into the numbers, down into the weeds, and that's and, and that's an important place to start. Absolutely. Well, I believe that the crisis in California is that we have undervalued our human resources. What that means is that we have said we have too many people. But I'm an economist. My background is economics. I have an Ivy League MBA. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the basis for all growth is population growth. We need to welcome people to California again. Welcoming people means welcoming businesses, welcoming families, building education, building water storage, solving forest fires, and working on behalf of the people that are on the ground in the state of California. Okay, so how are you going to do that? How are you going to because people are leaving here in droves. They're leaving people in droves because not, you're right. The data was never supported to lock in healthy people in their homes. The data was never supported for masking and six foot distancing and all that. It's all been a power grab, and they've left. But it's and then and what it did was it revealed, like you were saying, the inner corruption going on in this state. How, I mean, how are we going to get people back? Because um, it's it's a tall order. What are some specifics? Let me talk about businesses in particular. I'm a businesswoman. I own a business. I've owned it for nine years. And one of the things that I have not heard in my nine years in California is your business matters to the state. So one of the first things that the governor can do is message to businesses that they matter to the state of California. One of the ways that we can do that tangibly is to publicize businesses that succeed. So last year we had 12 companies that went public in California. But have you heard a thank you from Gavin Newsom? No. Do you know that they are the result of some of our surplus? No, we're not hearing that because they don't we're want us to know that there's a surplus. You and know, it's all about poor mouth and it's all about, it's all about demonizing. You know, I studied economics at a humble little LSU. And one of the things that I'm concerned about is not just we need, we need somebody who's smart and who understands low taxation or low regulation, but also who understands the evils of an economic system that's not the free market capitalist system that we have today. Absolutely. And what I'm hearing from businesses is that they know that California is not the lowest tax state. But what they don't like is regulation that enables them not to deliver products and not to deliver right. services. That's why they're moving out of state. That's what it will take to get them back. And Ab- we need to fight right. for that tooth and nail in every way that we can with every tool that the governor has. Absolutely. I mean, we were bleeding out manufacturers from Southern California. There's a whole industry set up 
actually some in Chula Vista helping manufacturers move south of the border, right? And that was starting to go on before coronavirus. As part of this movement, speaking of economics, uh, of the left, there's a cultural Marxist movement to transform us from a free republic, a capitalist system, to one that's a centralized system of power, wanting to use uh, Marxist ideology and identity politics to get over things like universal income. Uh, How would you push back against the the cultural Marxist, uh, CRT, LBGTQ, Uh, indoctrination and open borders. Again, I believe that the culture of celebration is at the root of it, but practically in terms of policy, I would veto everything that came across my desk that wasn't in line with liberty at the base level. And here, I'll give you an example. Homelessness in California. The solution by Gavin Newsom was to create a homeless council that manages the homelessness efforts in the state and to be housing first which basically says the government is now responsible for the housing of all of our homeless people. Mm -hmm. What needs to happen is that at the local level, we need to have a coordinated response, a public and a private response, and have our local levels take responsibility for that. So anytime power is aiming to be centralized at the state level, it creates bureaucracy that feeds itself. What we need to do instead is ensure that we have local control, local accountability, and we need to break down the systems that have supported that centralization. Does that, does that translate also into local control over schools? Absolutely. In fact, I would go all the way down to parental control for schools. Mm-hmm. And so I support school choice. I have kids that are in charter schools. I love to see mm-hmm. the options where charter schools serve the children. It's unique and remarkable in the state. And so when I see that at the local level for schools, I see how it's succeeding. I see how it's succeeding amongst all socioeconomic levels. That gets me tremendously excited. Well, I'm excited to hear more about your campaign. Hopefully you'll come back on my show sometime soon. And uh, good luck to you tonight in the forum. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tell tell everybody how they can uh, learn more. Absolutely. You can either text us, recall to 33777, or you can find us JennyRayCA.com. Thank you so much. Good to meet you. All right. And stay tuned because we've got our final segment of the Andrea K. Show coming up. Take Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show from the Town & Country Hotel, the San Diego County Republican Party's second gubernatorial forum for the candidates that are running to replace Gavin Newsom in the recall. And joining me now is the gal who put this all together, this amazing event. The buzz is is just electric tonight. Paula Witzel, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So, um, yeah, you got to be pretty proud and excited of this event tonight, right? Yes, we have over a 1,000 people here, so that just shows you that there's a lot of us Republicans out there who are excited, energized, and ready to go. Why do you think that is? Why do you think there's so much excitement? About, the, about this recall? Because the, the polls are saying that news, there's only a 40% chance of recalling Newsom. I don't believe that, do you? I do not believe those polls. Uh, the word on the ground is that uh, people are tired of the lockdown, they're tired of the policies that were imposed by the governor, and they're ready to recall him. So there's a lot of excitement out there, and we're going to get the job done. Well, I think one of the things that um, is exciting is that when it comes to the recall, the specifics are first you say, do you want to recall him? Yes or no. And then you just get to pick from one of the people on the list. It's not like a jungle primary to where it has to be top two or anything. So I'm not really that concerned that if there's a lot of people. 
Are you? Not really. Uh, it's a two-parter, and the first part is yes or no whether to recall uh, the governor, Gavin Newsom. And I think that's uh, – anyone who says that that's not going to happen, I think um, they're delusional because people are very tired. They're fed up with the policies. Uh, the lockdown is technically going to be over tomorrow, but he's – oh, oh, wait, just a minute. I'm going to keep my emergency power, so my bad. It's not really over. So people are tired of this. They see him for what he is. Mm-hmm. He's very hypocritical. When we were on lockdown, he was out at the French Laundry having dinner with his friends. So I think that it's going to be a difficult thing for him to come back after all of this. Right. And with special elections, turnout is everything. And the people that were motivated to go and sign that recall will be motivated to go and vote. And that, to me, gives us an advantage going into the recall. And by the way, I'm not going to believe these polls. I think that's meant to suppress the vote. It's meant to make people think that they don't have a chance. That's right. And that's exactly what happens with these polls. So don't believe the polls. Uh, You need to get out and vote. Turnout is going to be everything. As you said, it's a special election. So uh, we do need to get out, and if we quit, they win. That's so right. So that's what it boils down to. We need to uh, get out there and vote, and I think with the excitement we're seeing in the room tonight, you're going to see that there's yeah. lots of Republicans that are going out there to vote. But, you know, not only Republicans signed those recall petitions, we had lots of Democrats and independents as well. So I think that um, you're going to see a tremendous amount of energy behind this recall. One of the things that I liked, I wasn't here for the first gubernatorial forum, but all the candidates tonight really had a solid understanding of what the issues facing the state and from an economic standpoint, as well as all the social issues that are tied to the economics. And so I'm energized because even if it's people that may not have super high name recognition, I actually, I love the more people in it, the better, I think, because it makes everybody rise to a higher level, right? Have to be on their game, have to come up with ideas. Um, your final thoughts in the last minute we have left with you. Well, uh, I think that's, that is true, and, and I think that we, the Republicans now are able to get their, their message out showing that we have a better plan, we have a better message, and if we were running the state, the situation would be completely different, and now we have an opportunity to um, get a Republican in the governor's office and show them really how a, a well-run state should be. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a better time, even even compared to the last recall, which was really based on kind of almost like a one issue. I mean, if I just think that it, we're poised to take this over, and I don't think there's ever been a time that I've lived in California, I don't think there's ever been a time where I've seen more Democrats and independents just open to new ideas, right, to restore the state. If there was ever a chance for us, a layup for us, for the Republicans to take this state, it's now. That's correct. That's correct. And then they will see what a a well-run state really looks like, which is not what we're seeing right now. No, absolutely not. Well, we're seeing a well-run event, thanks to you, Paula Witzel. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll let you. you go and enjoy. All right. We're about wrapping up here, but the energy is still strong. All the candidates are going in. Um, to speak, do we have a do we have a couple minutes here? Oh, hi! How much time do we have left? About five. Minutes. About five. Oh, okay. We've got more time here. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today. Tell everybody who you are and what you're here to speak about. Absolutely. My name is Elizabeth Hang, and I'm running for U.S. Senate here in California. And I really do believe that we have a major opportunity to take back this state after how poorly the Democrats have run this state in the last 15 months. And I'm really excited to be chatting with you, Chair. Well, I'm glad to have you, too, because you know what? I mean, everybody's here tonight to see, uh, you know, candidates for governor. But there's other races happening in the state. Yeah, and we have a huge opportunity 
opportunity to have that pendulum swing. I think everyday Californians are utterly fed up with how career politicians that are so out of touch with everyday Californians are upset at how this pandemic has been handled. Right. Which district are you in? The state of California. This is Kamala Harris's old seat. That oh, has this now- is Kamala Harris's seat. Yes. Oh, after her performance down south of the border, she's probably wishing she could come back and take that seat, right? She, I think she's ready to get out of the White House. But no, you're ready to take her seat, right? No, absolutely. And the person who has been appointed is Senator Alex Padilla by Governor Gavin Newsom. And he, once again, he's taking bad California policies to Washington, T.C. California needs serious candidates, especially... Uh, ones that are going to work hard mm-hmm. and, and and he's taking the playbook right out of Gavin Newsom and is the cheerleader for ending the filibuster and breaking right. Senate rules just like Gavin Newsom. Right. Well, we need fierce people in Congress because if you look at what the left is trying to do with this HR1, right? I mean, nothing matters if our elections matter, right? I mean, we've got to restore election integrity and we've got to stop the Democrats from trying to centralize our elections through HR1. That's just one of the biggest issues that we've got. What do you see are the biggest issues facing uh, Congress and what you would do if you were to, to take the seat. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of Senator Alex Padilla focusing on the key things that Californians care about, and that's fixing our broken immigration system, that is election integrity, that is opening up our economy, getting, um, cre- having, giving people opportunities and jobs again. He's focused on this filibuster right now, and that's just mm-hmm. not what California needs right now. No, California doesn't need, uh, and no state needs, the filibuster to go away so that the Democrats can, you know, hijack the entire country to push through their far-left agenda. No, we're supposed to be a, a, a system of representatives, right, that represent us and our interest, and that's not being represented at any level in the state of California. In some specifics, you talk about um, immigration and the border. What would you do? Absolutely. I think that we as a country, have ignored immigration for far too long. We need to secure our borders, but at the same time, we need to be compassionate about all the immigration that we need to fix in this country. We need to increase in H-1B visas. We need um, H-2A visas. We, and, and as the daughter of refugees that came to the United States legally, it's critical that we have a legal process for mm-hmm. immigrants to come to the United States um, because this country is... All, it's a country founded on immigrants. We've got a surge at the border right now because the uh, Biden administration removed all the policies that the Trump administration put in place to secure it. Remain in Mexico, a public charge. You've got to go to the first country you enter, not traipse across three to come here. Um, and no, no unaccompanied minors. Would you have kept all of those things in place? I would definitely have kept all of those things in place. And I think it was very unwise of the current administration to remove what was put in place without having an, uh, without having a, an alternative solution. That's not what great leaders do. And we need someone to fight back um, against these one-size-fits-all policy that we continue to see out of far-left progressive policies. And I hope that all of your listeners will support me in this campaign for U.S. Senate come 2022. What's your qualifications? So I uh, previously had run for Congress back in 2018. You might have heard of my race when I ran for Congress, and I was one of the initial um, political 
political candidate that Facebook and Twitter banned on uh, social media. And I was simply trying to talk about my family's story of coming to the United States as after living through the genocide in Cambodia, coming as legal refugees. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, they didn't like that message, and I was banned. And I, I, I beat back against Facebook. We won. And then Twitter did this a week later. We won. I'm not afraid to go against the big tech giants. I'm definitely not afraid to go against um, these leaders that continue to have these one-size-fits-all uh, policies for us. Right. Well, see, that's they know that this these open borders are not a winning issue for the voters. That's why they've got to, they had to suppress your opinion. That's why they had to suppress your message because your message is the winning one. And, it's that we have a legal immigration system and come here legally. We welcome those that do. And absolutely, and that's the thing. And I'm a solution-based person. So when I was fortunate when I was running for Congress, I was able to talk about this and fight back. What about everybody else's voices that are stifled and these tech giants? determine whose voices live on. Therefore, after that, um, I ended up actually creating a platform called The New Internet that fights back against these tech giants, and it's an encrypted internet browser, doesn't track, doesn't spy, doesn't do all these awful things that they continue to do for us. And you, it, you can write comments on every single page on the web, on your web browser, without being censored. Well, I look forward to having you on my show and continue the conversations with you, because I love everything that you're saying, and I support your campaign, and just think it's awesome. Tell everybody again how they can get more information. Absolutely. You can go to my website at elizabethhang.com. That's spelled, it's Elizabeth H-E-N-G.com. Well, thank you so much. And you're the guest speaker tonight, so good luck. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks again. Well, we've only got about a minute left, and, you know, i got to bring in my sidekick. He's usually with me every night. He's usually on air the entire time. Hey, Andrea. Hey, y'all recognize that voice. It's Rockin DJ Potato Skins. It's been flying by. Had a great show today. All the candidates came on, and I think it was a great message that we gave to the audience today. Anything stand out to you? You've been sitting back. I know you've been running the show. Yeah, anything, not, anything that stands out to you that you heard that you were like, yes? That I think every single one of these people running for California are ready to take the state back. Yeah. People I, are done. There's an energy, there's an excitement there. And you know what? There's a determination. Oh, yeah. That I haven't heard, I don't think I've ever heard before with candidates. It's not a Democrat issue, it's not a Republican issue. This is a California issue. We're ready to take back the state and we're ready to do it right now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks to all the candidates. Thank you to Paula Witzel. Thanks for showing up. Thank you, Skins. Thank you to the AK crew and team. Appreciate you all. And we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have a great night, everybody. Peace out.